Hello and welcome to the Emmy Awards. I'm your host, Emmy Cardinale, and this is my podcast where I talk about what I've been watching or rewatching once a week. If this is the first episode of mine you're stumbling upon, feel free to check out my other episodes. I have been covering Big Brother recently, The Bachelorette, Claim to Fame. I've pivoted solely to reality TV, so that's what I've been talking about for the last month, maybe more, I don't know. I have no sense of time. But if you stumbled upon this episode, you probably like Big Brother. So, or maybe The Bachelorette. And so if that's the case, and you want to hear my thoughts on everything that's transpired on this season of Big Brother so far, feel free to check out my old episodes. Um, I also cover other kinds of television. I haven't for the last little bit because of the writers strike and the SAG after strike actors or members of SAG in general are not allowed to promote their work so there has been a request put out by SAG for people who review TV to kind of not do so about struck work and which is why I've pivoted even though this podcast Like, they put out an FAQ for influencers. I've talked about this in more detail, but they put out an FAQ for influencers. And while I don't really know if I count, this is completely an unpaid thing. This is a hobby. I have very few listeners. It's just for fun. I don't want to in this... Like, I I wouldn't want to grow the podcast because I'm talking about stuff that other creators aren't talking about. And I just want to be as respectful as I can. So I haven't been talking about any struck work, even though I have been keeping up with scripted television that's been coming out because there isn't a consumer boycott. So I have been watching that stuff. I just haven't been talking about it as I normally would in respect and solidarity and all of that, which is why I've pivoted to reality TV. And I've enjoyed it. I'm really glad Big Brother came back because I've I've had a lot to say and to talk about and to think about. I do just want to say this episode is going to be shorter than normal and there's a few reasons for that. One, and most importantly, I am fostering kittens right now and they have their neuter appointments in the morning and I have to be up early to drop them off. And I don't want to over I don't want to oversleep. I don't want to stay up too late editing this, so I'm going to make it shorter and Hopefully I'll be able to edit it before I go to sleep, but if not, it'll be out later in the afternoon because of that. But it will be shorter, so hopefully that'll save me editing time and get it, and I'll be able to get it out as normally scheduled. I also just... That's first and foremost, because I could honestly push myself to talk for longer if I needed to about whatever, but... I also, I I don't want to stay up too late, and I also feel like I don't have a ton to talk about. The Bachelorette wrapped up the, the 20th season. It just finished, and I honestly don't have a ton to say about the finale. I'm going to touch on it a little bit, and then I'm going to end talking about Big Brother, but I just don't have a lot to say, if I'm being honest, about the finale. Not because stuff didn't happen, just because... Nothing too surprising or, I don't know. I'm not a recap podcast. 
I have done deep dives and reviews on the scripted television. But when it comes to like Bachelor and that kind of stuff, because I've been covering a range of shows, I haven't been like recapping. I just share my thoughts. And I don't feel like I have many thoughts on the Bachelorette finale because it was kind of what I thought it was going to be. And I'm happy with it. And I will talk about it. I just don't feel like I have a lot to say. This isn't a recap podcast despite me recapping sometimes. Although I prefer to do that with like scripted television. So I haven't been doing as much of it now. I think I just, I listen to a lot of the Bachelor podcasts that do recaps and I never wanted to feel like I was copying them. So this just became a place for me to just share what's on my mind and like my reactions to things more than a recap that makes sense but when it comes to scripted tv I do really like to do deep dives and I take notes and I I I love that format I just I've been straying away from it lately because you know in solidarity and respect and I think even big brother like I wanted to take notes when I was watching stuff but it's hard because like I wanted to take notes while I was watching the live eviction episode tonight but the thing is If you keep up with live feeds, which I do, I have Paramount Plus. I don't watch them 24-7, but I have been keeping up with them a lot. Another reason that I am not going to be here, like this episode shorter, is because I'm starting it, like I'm, I'm recording this later than I meant to because of the pressure cooker. I was like glued to feeds for the first few hours. Um, I've no idea what's happening now, so hopefully... Anyways, I'll, I'll get into it, but this episode's going to be shorter. This is the first time you're stumbling upon me, all of that. Sorry for the long-winded introduction, but I'm going to start with The Bachelorette. Okay, so The Bachelorette finale, it was three hours. I unfortunately did not get to watch it on Monday at all. I normally don't get to watch it live because I work evenings, so I got out of work at 11 p.m. Pacific. Um... And I just, I didn't watch it while I was working. So because I didn't watch it live, my, I normally watch a series recording on my parents' DVR, shout out to my parents, and it didn't work. The DVR was full, it didn't record. So I logged on after work, I was excited to watch it and it wasn't available. I stayed up until like 2 a.m. because the internet said that Hulu drops bachelorette episodes at like 5 p.m eastern which is 2 a.m pacific and i was like i'm probably not gonna get through three hour episode but like maybe i can start it and i don't know if my hulu just didn't update i don't know if it's because it was a longer episode but it was not available at 2 a.m and because it wasn't available at 2 a.m i just stopped checking and i don't know when it became available until the next morning i watched it before work so i didn't i didn't get to watch it live or the day of, but I did, I I saw most of the big stuff that happened on the internet, so I wasn't too surprised going into it. I had said in my last podcast episode that my predictions were that Aaron was going to be like a non-factor, and then Joey would be the bachelor, and she would end up with Don, and that is exactly what happened, and I have to say I'm really proud of myself. I mean, I think 
at some point it became very obvious she was going to pick Dodden, but I had Joey like pegged to be the bachelor pretty early on in the season. Like I, from the beginning was like, he's getting a bachelor edit, which is why for a while there, I was like questioning myself. And I was like, maybe it's not Dodden because it feels too obvious. And sometimes they try to edit the like runner up better. So there's more of a heartbreak story but it just it didn't feel like that it felt like joey was getting a bachelor edit of like he's a good guy like he would but it didn't feel like they like i i was like if she ends up with joey i will be baffled like there's no there's not the same level of depth and i'm not saying that like it's not possible for them to like edited a certain way and for it to not it would have just been very confusing to me and I've had that issue other times where I feel like they're trying too hard to throw you off the scent that then the true like love story just doesn't I feel like it's not conveyed I had that issue in Rachel Lindsay season where I just didn't and maybe I should rewatch it now with the knowledge that it was Brian the entire time and that they're like very happy and like they're doing well and I've, I've watched many interviews with them. Maybe I should watch it in retrospect and be like and see if I can find their love story but I feel like even Rachel Lindsay has said that like she doesn't think the show did their love story justice and I feel like sometimes in trying too hard to prep the audience for the next season they like lose track of what the actual story is if that makes sense so I was a little bit hesitant that I was like gonna get my heart broken because I was so invested in her relationship with Dodden and I was like if it's not them I think I'll cry like I will actually cry as if I was in the relationship and it didn't work out like that's how invested I was in their story and I think that's really great in retrospect now knowing that they did end up together. I think they did a really great job showcasing their love. I really wholeheartedly like believe in them and feel like they're going to last. And I do genuinely hope from the bottom of my heart that that will happen. But I don't really know. Like at the end of the day, it's it's what they edited it. But my point in saying this is I think... I want to give Charity props for being a great bachelorette. She had a great group of men as well. And I also think the editors did a good job this season in the story that we got. This entire season, I felt like I followed the arc of Joey being a great guy, eventually got his heart broken. And like, like it, it, felt, it felt like there was a narrative through line, which obviously it's a reality TV show. But I think... For shows like The Bachelor where it's like filmed and then you edit it like when everything's wrapped, the editing really matters because of the story like they're telling. And I think sometimes they just they fumble the bag in trying to keep the audience on their toes and the real love gets lost. Or even if it's not like like I don't know the best healthiest relationship I feel like sometimes the like end game relationships get lost in the editing because you're trying to make your root for the person who didn't end up and I just think they did a really good job this season of showing Dodden and Charity's love story while also having us get to know the other people like the other contestants and having us root for Joey 
I was rooting for Joey. I was like, I'll be happy if he's the bachelor. And I am happy that he's the bachelor. Hell, I liked Charity so much that I would have like been happy if she was happy, even if it wasn't with Don. I would have been really confused and sad. But I always try to watch these shows with the like understanding and the knowledge that like it's an edited, manufactured television show. It's not a normal environment. These aren't 100% accurate representations of who these are who these people are as humans, what their relationships really are. Like it's, you know what I mean? But I was genuinely invested and I would have genuinely been sad. So I just, I, I think they did a really, really good job. It was a really great season narratively, structurally. I did say I wish there was a little bit more drama and I never say things like that because honestly, like, I am always like, there's too much drama. Like, they're, they're throwing too much shit at the fan. And I don't know. I don't necessarily wish that there had been more, like, shit thrown to the fan. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, like, it's weird because I much preferred this season in terms of, like, drama and getting to know the lead and getting to know the contestants. I do prefer this more than like a very dramatic, like heavily produced, like it feels fake season. So I don't know if I could make it a perfect television show, like in my brain, I would have like a tiny bit more drama with the same amount of like love. And and the, the truth is I feel like they just didn't have that because there was a lot of filler like they had unnecessary segment unnecessary segments of charity like recapping stuff with jesse palmer like it was a shorter season i feel like they just didn't have much drama i don't think they edited it out necessarily i think they just didn't have it and again i would much prefer this kind of season than like a very like Clayton season. I preferred this way more than like a Clayton season because even though that was very dramatic and like the rose ceremony from hell was like very dramatic and there was like, it felt like whiplash of like he loves Susie the most and then no, he wants to try with, with Rachel and Gabby and then actually no, he wants to go after Susie. Like it felt like whiplash it was it was a nightmare like I didn't enjoy watching the season in retrospect it was entertaining in in certain parts but it was like not feel good and I I think I much prefer a season like this but in my brain I would like maybe a little bit more of a middle ground leaning more towards like a charity season and I, I really I don't know I wonder if it was charity I wonder if it was the men I think on some level, it was probably the producers. I'm excited to see Paradise because I think last season of Paradise was very uncomfortably... It was very uncomfortable to watch because it felt like they were just torturing the contestants. And I, that's not a fun thing to watch. Like, it's not. There's enough drama as is in that kind of environment. So I just, like... But I, I'm excited to see this season because I think there is inherently when it comes to Paradise a little bit more drama just structurally inherently all of that because there's more dynamics 
there's more opportunity for love triangles. There's more opportunity for, for like, there's, there's just more opportunity for like chaos and like issues. Cause there's so many more people in so many different dynamics. Like I think when it comes to the bachelor and the bachelorette, a lot is determined by the leads, like the kind of environment, the leads foster really matters. And also the cast, like even if, the like Zach's season Zach was very much not into drama but there was a little bit more of a dynamic with some of the contestants like Christina Mandrell like there was a little bit more of drama there with the contestants I think in Paradise there's just so many different moving parts that more often than not there are issues I'm excited I'm excited to see Paradise I think Paradise is like I don't know if I like it more than The Bachelor and The Bachelorette but it, it, it's just like a different vibe and feeling. I'm just excited to watch it and hopeful after charity season that the drama will not feel so like produced and manufactured and like torturous. I'm excited. I also really like they're bringing back a lot of people like Rachel Recchia. I'm so excited to see her on the beach. I loved Rachel Recchia. Gabby's obviously not coming back because she's in a relationship now. And I think it'll be really interesting, as much as I love Gabby, I think it'll be really interesting to see Rachel, like, not within the Rachel and Gabby thing. Like, she was always kind of grouped with Gabby. I'm excited to see her on her own. I always thought that Paradise would have been more her thing. I honestly think she would have been better as a bachelorette if it was just by herself. Like, I know nothing against Gabby. I think the two lead structure just led to a different dynamic within the contestants where they felt more comfortable like rejecting a lead and there was a lot more like competition like I I just don't think it was like the best environment for Rachel to shine especially because Gabby was so beloved that I think they I don't know I think because they already had a happy love story they were fine editing Rachel's love or producing Rachel's story a little bit less favorably. Like, I, I just don't think it was the best environment for her. And I'm hopeful that Paradise will be better. I don't know. I'm, exci I'm excited to see what Paradise holds for Rachel. I'm excited that Blake is there and then Katie comes back. I think that's a lot of drama. They teased that Hannah Brown was coming back. Hannah Brown's like not there to date. Like they literally have Hannah Brown walking out on the beach and somebody says she's here to date. She's not there to date. She's been in a committed relationship for years. Like she's definitely just there to give a date card. Like she's not going on a date. She's in a committed relationship. Why are they teasing that? I guess if people don't keep up with Hannah Brown, they would be like, oh my God, Hannah Brown's coming to date or whatever. But which a lot of people don't. Like, I, I keep up with players after the fact. And even if I don't follow them personally, I keep up with, like, Game of Roses. They do updates on people. Like, I, I, I know she's in a relationship. Like, anyways. So, but I am excited for the twists and the turns. Um, I, there's just a campiness that comes to Paradise. Like, I think The Bachelor... And the Bachelorette, like the main shows, take themselves very seriously in terms of like for the right reasons. And like, yeah, there are like a lot of really ridiculous parts of the show. But I think Paradise just embraces its goofiness a bit more in a, in a very fun, enjoyable way. Because sometimes it's like 
I don't know. There needs to be a balance of like, look, I don't know. I, I really love Paradise. I'm excited for it to be back. I'm excited for the Golden Bachelor to be airing at like same time. I think that'll be really cool. It's like a double feature. And I think the Golden Bachelor is only one hour long. I'm really excited for what the future holds. I have to say other memorable parts from the live finale. When they did the whole like somebody in the audience is going to be dating the next Bachelor and she doesn't even know thing. As soon as they introduced like the first person who was maybe going to be chosen, I was like, it's, it has to be her because I know Joey's the bachelor and she's from Hawaii, which I think like that's a very common, like that's something they have in common. Like I just knew it was going to be her. I really didn't like that. They gave her some, like Jesse gave her an envelope and, and he's like, you can't open this until like, like, I don't know. It's like, when are they going to start filming and why do I care then? By the time the show starts, I'm going to forget that, especially because there's a whole season of, of The Golden Bachelor in Paradise. By the time Joey's season is airing, probably in 2024, I'm going to forget about this envelope. And it's probably nothing that important. But I don't know. I'm really excited for Joey. I think he did a great job in his heart like he did he did a great job of like when charity broke up with him being super respectful super like he he just he did a great job he really did proud of him i'm proud of him i'm excited for his season um hopeful for him he's a gemini i love that for him hopefully there's a good representation of air signs on his season but we'll see i don't really know i'm excited to see what Joey's journey has in store and I'm really excited for I think Joby's gonna be a good bachelor because he seems like emotional he seems like kind and considerate and he's a Gemini which means he's probably a little indecisive <laughs> so I think Joey's gonna be a good bachelor like I think he'll be a good balance of like there will be drama but there will also be love I don't know I'm hopeful for what his journey has in store I'm excited for The Golden Bachelor. I'm really excited for Paradise. Bachelor Nation is like, we have a lot to look forward to and I'm really happy. Let me check my notes to see if I talked about everything I wanted to talk about because I'm just going off the cuff. Oh, okay. The one thing I want to say is the way they edited Charity's, like the family segments, Charity's family segments to make it seem like they weren't sure about Dodden. I think maybe on some level that was true, but I I think more than anything, they needed some kind of... Their, Charity and Dodden didn't have basically any like hurdles during the process or like any feelings of like maybe it won't be them at the end. Like it was so obvious that I think they needed something in the finale, especially because I think they brought Aaron back in hopes that that would cause a little bit more of chaos. But then Charity had like one date with him and then he went home at the rose ceremony instead of Xavier because they hadn't even had the final two rose ceremonies. So like that was like a non, it was like pointless. It was filler. It was like unnecessary. So I think they needed a little bit more doubt. So there would be a little bit more like bated breath of like who's going to step out of the limo first because it was so obvious that it was Dodden. Like, it doesn't feel like they didn't like Dodden. And I, I think Charity even said that she felt like she was in a different place emotionally the second day. I think it's always hard 
when your family meets somebody for like the families meet one person first I think that's always hard for the second person because like I, I don't know I, I don't think that necessarily means that like her family didn't like Dodden or it was all like hesitant about Dodden or they genuinely felt like she'd be happier with Joey I think there are probably a lot of things we didn't see about their interaction and I'm sure her family loves John and like to me that is not in any way like a concern I don't think they would have included that if they didn't need a little bit of like hurdle or like something to overcome for Charity and Dodden that's the last thing I have to say I'm really excited for the future seasons I am hoping with my whole heart that Charity and Dodden are happy together forever I know it's so funny because I said in the beginning of the season I was like I don't really think anybody there like maybe she'll end up with somebody but I don't think they're her husband like that's her husband she'll probably like it'll be a short engagement because I I'm very cynical when it comes to bachelor nation couples but Charity and Dodden I genuinely believe wholeheartedly that if anybody's gonna make it it's gonna be them they genuinely feel so grounded in reality Charity feels very like emotionally mature and like sure of herself and I think she knows what she needs in a good partner I don't think she's gonna settle I think Dotton really sees her I think she really sees Dotton like I just as good at charity was as playing the role of playing the role of the bachelorette and like entertaining things to you know like she did a really good job of like she needed to keep a certain amount of people there for as long as she could and she did it with grace and like like I, I like she she did a wonderful job of being the bachelorette. I don't think that her really like I think Dodden and Charity it doesn't feel like it's a relationship because of the show or they got together because of the environment. I mean obviously they met because of that, but it genuinely feels like they are two people who were like meant to be in this relationship. I just, there's something different about them, like tangible. I, I just have hope for them. I do genuinely think that if any couple can make it, I, th- I think it could be them. I, I'm hoping for the best. And regardless, I wish them well in whatever journeys their lives take, whether it's together or apart, because again, I don't know them personally. And I think when a relationship ends from reality TV as invested as I am, I always have to be aware that I don't know actually what the relationship is like behind closed doors. I just see what's on the outside and what's presented to me. So whatever happens, I wish them both the best, but I do genuinely hope that they have a long, happy life together. And that's all I have to say about The Bachelorette. So in terms of Big Brother, I this week was very similar to last week I mean it was a little bit different because there was like the whole blindside thing which they Felicia won HOH she nominated Jag and Cameron and then Jag won the power veto and he took himself off and as they planned everybody knew except Hysum they backdoored Hysum and Hysum went home Today, I'm recording this on Thursday. I someone home today. And I have to say, I was devastated. Like, I just say after they had, like, after he was the replacement nominee and then there was maybe a talk of a flip, I was like, I don't know if it's, like, the best thing to flip now because I feel like he'll be 
very angry and I'll have a vendetta. But I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. Like I genuinely was like, ideally, if I could choose, I would rather Heisman stays because I like him a lot more than Cameron. Like I think he's a lot more interesting. And I think it would just, it would be more interesting. But I was also like, but I understand why now that they put this plan into motion, it might not be the best thing for their games to change now, to not evict him. Like it could then create an enemy. But after watching the whole thing play out, I feel really differently because I genuinely believe Heisum that he would have like looked past it and been like, I'm sorry. Like I genuinely think that at first I was like, they if they target him, like they have to like follow through with the plan because they don't want him as an enemy. He's like really good at competition. But I think now I don't feel that way anymore because I think his issue with Riley was that she was targeting him seemingly like she she had his she was she said he was her target so he was like I'm gonna take her out but I think with the professors and the blind side from what it seems and what came across I think it was different to him because he was genuinely aligned with them and he genuinely like wanted to work with them and that blind side he was more hurt than he was angry and he was like I feel like you guys are my family and if you save me I will work through it with you. I genuinely believe that. I genuinely feel like the relationship and the bond he had with the professors that he would have been willing to work through it and he was cognizant of why people were like upset with him and he was like hurt but he wasn't like you guys like, I don't know. I don't think he would have been angry. I think it would have been an asset to their game to keep him. I think it would have been better. I personally, as a viewer, I'm really sad to see Heisum leave. The episode was genuinely very sad for me to watch because I knew Heisum was leaving. But just like last week, they always, not always, but I feel like this has been a common theme of like the live eviction episodes because there's been so much talk of like, oh, maybe we should flip, maybe we should flip, maybe we should flip back. They showed that entire thing of them being like, maybe we should keep Heisem after all. And the way Heisem was like appealing to them and his DR segments, it genuinely just made me very sad. One, because I watched the episode after it had finished airing, so I knew Heisem went home. And two... Like it, it, it just it made it made me really sad to see Heisum leave, because I don't think that it was the best move for their games. Like I think when I am emotionally like attached to people or I enjoy watching them or I really don't like watching them, I I acknowledge that, but I also try to look at it from like a game perspective of like what's best for your game. And I did genuinely think that Corey, for example, made a good point of he's like if we like we can't not follow through with the plan. And I did agree with that, but I think after everything playing out and Heisum's attitude and him being like, you guys are my family, I don't genuinely, and maybe it's because we saw the diary room segments and it wasn't like something he was just saying to them. I think in retrospect, like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty or whatever, or I have like a more full view because I know what he's saying in the diary rooms. Like maybe they are hearing this from him, but in the back of their minds, they're like, he's saying this so we can keep him, but he'll target us. Like he doesn't want to work with us after. Like maybe there is that fear and that paranoia that they do need to follow out the plan. But I, as a viewer, I'm like, no, it seems genuine. I think 
it would have been better for your games in the long run to keep him. I don't really know. It's all very sad to me. Um, I'm going to miss Heisem. It's just, it's sad. It's sad. I was genuinely sad watching it. And that was basically the gist of the week. Like, the thing is, I just, I felt like I didn't have a ton to say. I, let me see. What else do I have to say about Big Brother? Oh, what I was saying about, like, I can take my emotions out of it and be like, but if, if it's a good game decision. And I just don't know if it was the best game decision, which makes it harder for me. And it's like, I, I feel the same way about like Jared as I really started to dislike Jared. I was like, well, if he, if he was a good player, maybe I could be like, well, he's a good player. But Jared just, in my opinion, isn't playing the game very well. And I don't like him as a person. So I want him gone. <laughs> I really want him gone. Like I think, I think he's gonna tell Blue his secret or give enough information to, for them to figure it out. And as much as I am no longer like, sir, like, I'm still rooting for three, like I'm not rooting against her, but she's no longer my top pick, my winner pick. I don't really want her to win. I do think she's playing a better game than Jared. And I think it's unfortunate that Jared being in the house might negatively impact her game because I think he's going to reveal their secret. I think it is going to unfortunately impact the way people view Suri and they might, maybe she can get herself out of it Maybe he won't reveal it after all. Maybe he'll drop a million hints and they won't figure it out. I don't know. I don't think Blue is necessarily going to figure it out. I feel like Corey would be able to figure it out. I think maybe America... I don't know if America watches Survivor, so I don't know. But I feel like Corey would be able to figure it out. They seem a lot more attentive and observant of stuff. Like I feel like they'd be able to piece it together more than like Blue, who I feel like he is mostly hinting stuff to. So I don't really know. I feel like Blue might not figure it out, but I just don't think he's playing the game really well. I mean, even in like the pressure cooker, we don't know what happened because they cut the feeds. When um, Suri and Jared got like out of the pressure cooker, I don't know what happened, but they were the first two out. I don't know who was first and who was second. But even then again, the last HOH competition, I said this in my last episode, but like he literally didn't read the clues in its entirety because it said don't choose the door the door that starts with the number four and he just said he just saw the two clues one that said the door with or the door that and then the other one said starts with the number four so he saw that and was like and he chose the door that started with the number four even though it said don't choose the door so I just don't feel like he's the best competitor. And again I don't know how he got out in terms of the button thing so maybe he was genuinely giving it his all I just I don't I don't really see much benefit to Jared right now like the only benefit would be that maybe he would be like a strong competitor and he hasn't really shown that he's shown that he is not a very careful competitor like he took the easy way out like I just I don't think he's the best competitor like I I don't think he's the best player I just I don't like Jared um I am rooting for America and Corey they have a final two and I guess that would probably be my ideal final two, two. More than anything, I want America to win. If not, I want America to get America's favorite player. I will be voting for her. I love her. I love America. She was kind of on the out, like, outskirts of everything. She didn't really have an alliance. Like, she was kind of a floater. And then Suri's side of the house brought her in, her and Corey. So they're kind of, like, in an alliance now. And Suri, Felicia, Izzy, that side of the house, they have like fake 
alliances and they have real alliances and America's in the real alliance. But Felicia did tell America that if she is like flip floppy, she'll be the first to go. But I don't know. I feel like America and Corey, they're my favorites. I, I, I love them as a duo. I love them individually. I'm just really rooting for them. I really want America to win the pressure cooker. She said that she's a big, like she is, she, she's a big brother super fan. She's talked about Big Brother 6. Like, when they announced the pressure cooker, everybody was like, America, what is that? Like, she knows what she's doing. She talked about how she competed in a Mr. Beast thing where it was, like, on an app and you had to stay holding on to the app for as long as you could. And she was, like, in the top 14 out of, like, a million-plus contestants. So, and she was, like, pressing it for, like, 46 hours. I don't know. I have faith in America. I haven't been keeping up in the last, like, 45 minutes I don't know maybe she dropped out hopefully not let me check Twitter last I checked um everybody was in it except Suri Izzy and Jared yeah okay I think I think everybody's still in it I really am rooting for America I'd be happy with Corey to maybe Mimi I don't want Blue to win I don't want Red to win I don't want Bowie Jane to win I really want America to win because I feel like it would be really cool for a super fan to win. Like, I, I think she would. I mean, the pressure cooker hasn't been back since Big Brother 6. Like, it's been 18 years since it's like, I, I think it would just be really cool for a Big Brother super fan. Just like the way when last season, when Michael like beat or I don't know if he beat it, but he like matched Janelle's record. I think maybe he beat it. I was really happy for him because I was like, he's a super fan. I think it's always really cool for a super fan to get to be part of like those big monumental things. And I think this being the 25th season um, and the return of the pressure cooker and her knowing what it is and like, like loving that season of Big Brother. I just, I, I'm rooting for America from that emotional, like sentimental standpoint. And also because I really want to see what she would do with the power I'm rooting for for her, and I just I think this is her competition. I really do. We love America. I'm rooting for America. I'm manifesting. I want to wake up, and America to be the HOH. That is my goal. Um, I don't know if they'll go through the night, but it's run longer than than a lot than any wall competition in recent history. I think based off of. I don't really know. I'm rooting for... I'm sad Heisung's gone. I think he could have been a, a real contender. But I'm rooting for America. I think she can do it. She seems to be holding really strong based off of what I've watched. What I've watched. I think Red and Blue, one of them's gone next. I hope Cameron is out soon. And then... I don't know about Jag. But I'm hoping it's America at the end. Again, I'd be fine with Corey because she's closely aligned to America. He's closely aligned to America, so I think America would be safe. But I also voted for America for the special power thing. So either way, I hope she's safe this upcoming week. I just hope that now that she's aligned with more people, I hope she can be more of a player. And yeah, I don't really know. I'm going to wrap up the podcast with this because I really want to go to bed soon and I also want to watch the pressure cooker for a little bit more so hopefully the it'll be over by the time this podcast goes live I goes live I feel like it probably will I don't know if it'll go more than the 
original, which was 14 hours. I don't think it will go longer. And this podcast will probably be out before it's been 14 hours. But it has gone pretty long and only three people are out, which I think is really good. I was kind of worried that at this stage in the competition, a lot more people would drop soon because I think in the earlier stages, a lot of people are like, well, I'm aligned with this person, so I don't really need to win, and more people drop, but I think, I don't know, a good amount of people have stayed in it, so I'm excited. It's been going for a while, and I'm just, I I love having live feeds. I'm so glad that it's on live feeds. I have to be up early, though, so... I will not be watching it for much longer because it is almost midnight. But all that being said, I'm sorry this episode's shorter than normal, but I have to watch the pressure cooker. So like, you can't judge me. Not that you would, but thank you so much for listening. If this is the first episode that you've listened to of mine um, and you enjoyed it, rate and review, follow me wherever you listen to podcasts, check out my old episodes. All of my social media is linked below. I post updates on delays or missed weeks or any of that typically on my twitter on occasion on my instagram but if i if i have an update i post it on my twitter for sure i do check my message requests if you have any comments critiques feedbacks concerns anything all of the above feel free to message me i'll respond whenever i see it but i do see it somebody did once message me on instagram saying they listened to one of my podcast episodes and i did see it and i did respond so I I do respond if you want to say anything. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. And you will hear from me sometime next week. Hopefully Friday. Maybe not. I don't really know. Bye.